And we are talking travel. Sally Lucas, we're looking at canals first off, are we? We are. And I think, Jane, we always just associate canal cities with Venice, I suppose, and it's, I guess, the more famous of the canal cities. And we're not just talking now canal cities here today, but just canals in general and, and how many canals there are in the world, which is quite amazing facts about some of the canals as well. So I just thought we'd just talk even about a few of the cities that are based in or around canals. And we have, of course, quite a huge list. Um, in Holland, of course, it, it's not just, um, you know, Amsterdam and areas, but quite about 12, 15 towns really? are canal-based, which I thought was quite amazing. Um, Utrecht is another one, Leiden, Delft, uh, Harlem, um, Gouda. But there's a whole list. It's just quite amazing. People want to go onto a website and just Google canals of the world or cities on canals, and you'll find some interesting information. Also in the Netherlands, you've got Bruges and, and Ghent, Um also in Belgium, believe it is um, Flanders, rather Birmingham in England. It has thirty-five miles of canals, and Venice has only twenty-six. So Birmingham actually could be better qualified for that well, title. Yeah, so it's amazing, isn't it? You, these little bits and pieces you uh, find out when you start searching. St. Petersburg, of course, in Russia. Hamburg in Germany, which I must admit I wasn't aware of. Berlin, also in Germany. Fort Lauderdale in Florida, and Cape Coral in Florida. And believe it or not. Liverpool Maritime Mercantile City is a UNESCO World Heritage Site near the centre of Liverpool, right? And it has a system of intertwining waterways and docks, which has now been developed uh, for mainly residential and leisure use. It had been there for years and Nobody, just, hmm. no, no one had done anything about it, you know. And, so, of course, canal estates in, in America are sort of known, I guess, more as bayous, aren't they? Ah, yes. So you've got the bayous. And, of course, as I said, they've got them in Miami, Florida. They've got them in Texas. And, of course, even our own Gold Coast has um, canals all, all through the, the Gold Coast area. It certainly has. And then we've got Stockholm, of course, which is considered the Venice of the North. And nearly all these cities are called the Venice of somewhere, aren't they? So the Venice of the North. Now, one I read up on, though, that I found fascinating, Jane, and I'm probably going to do disservice to the Indian language in pronunciation, but Alapuza. It's A-L-A-P-P-U-Z-H-A, and it's called the Venice of the East, and it's also known as Aleppi, A-L-L-E-P-P-E-Y. And apparently it's quite an ancient and beautiful place in India, full of canals, and it's in the famous uh, Kerala backwaters area down on that southwestern coast of India. And so you, you, you can got all sorts of little backwaters you can explore around there. And I had a look at the website. It's these beautiful canals with trees hanging over them, and it just looks so picturesque. It was just some stunning scenery and of course you've got beaches down there as well and they have famous boat races then in Bangkok of course we've got Klongs which is Thai for canal and of course Bangkok is built on a series of Klongs so it goes on and on there was some very interesting ones and also Zhuzhou in China is often called the Venice of China and it's in the eastern Chinese area in the lower Yangtze River and it was found in the 15th century BC and it's got some quite incredible charming waterways with intricate gardens and stone bridges look very much like the ones in Venice um, when I had a look at it as well and of course that area is famous for its silk trade and of course and it was one of the largest waterway trade routes in the world we can talk man-made canals which of course is the Panama the sewers which have introduced shipping routes that we didn't have before which is quite an amazing thing to have rather than have to go all that long way round with dreadful weather round capes um, then we've got in Vietnam we've got Hoi An 
the wonderful UNESCO heritage little village of Hoi An, which is famous again for its waterways and canals and bridges. Um, so yeah, so it's not just Venice, it's all these areas which are quite fascinating and I just think if you wanted to go on and have a look at some of these, you'll, you'll find some very interesting facts and figures and there was even a place in Micronesia where they actually built a Venice of the Pacific and it was actually man-made and man-made islands and now it's in ruin and again it's one of those Stonehenge-like mysteries because it's built out of all this basalt and they don't know how they got it there without lifting and so on and they and it's still there it's you can still go and see it and it's off this um it goes back to the 8th century and it's quite a megalithic infrastructure and of course it's got archaeologists fascinated and the dynasty of the people that lived there at the time has since disappeared and it's called Nan N-A-N Madol M-A-D-O-L and it's in Micronesia so some very interesting things you can find out about canals of the world and cities that were or are still based on them. And we're talking travel Sally Lucas and I thanks to our sponsor Travel World on King and Sally we're looking at Christmas markets. Yes a spot of Yuletide in Europe eh? you get the European Christmas spirit and of course they are famous for their Christmas markets and a couple of companies just to let you know do do specialty tours to cover those Christmas markets in particular two I can think of are Abercrombie and Kent and Albatross tours if you're interested and they have specific people like guides on their tours that tell you where the best things are in the markets, what you're looking for. They'll guide you in the right direction and show you where you can get the glass of glue wine or the roasted chestnuts or whatever. Safe you looking yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. So I just thought we'd go through some of the areas where they do have these markets. Budapest, of course, in Hungary. Um, it has markets there which start at the end of November and they have a, a, a unique marketplace there which is over, over rather 100 wooden pavilions which offer handmade porcelain, wooden boxes, toys, jewellery, traditional weavings and of course all the traditional Hungarian food and pastries and as we said mulled wine etc. They have musical performances, folk dancing etc. Vienna has um, some as well. One's called the Christ Kindlmarkt, which is on a square in front of the town hall, and apparently dates back over 700 years. They have a purpose, a purpose-built rather ice rink, which they put in each winter, and um, with all the lovely Christmas lights around it. And of course, they have all the the trees decorated with heart-shaped lights and gingerbread men. Um, then they've got the Spittelberg Market as well, which is another one which winds its way through narrow cobblestone streets, alleyways, and courtyards. And again, it's dedicated to an eclectic and extensive collection of arts and crafts. Um, you've got the Schönbrunn Palace, which has its own little Christmas market as well, if you wanted to go there. Um, Salzburg also has a Christkindlmarkt close to Salzburg Cathedral. And in Berlin, they have an excess of 50 Christmas markets. It's a big city, but that's a lot. That is a heck of a lot. And um, I know I'm going to get this pronunciation wrong, Jane, but Maybe I'll try. Weihnachtsalba on Gendarmenmarkt is oh, one of the markets. Very good. Thank you. <laughs> and Breitscheidplatz and Potsdamerplatz. And apparently they come alive with a winter wonderland of lights, music, handicraft and food stalls and again a festive ice rink just to get you in the spirit. Prague in the Czech, of course, Republic in the Old Town Square. Again, they have a festive market of brightly decorated wooden huts selling Czech handicrafts, food and, and drinks again. And also every evening they have a special ceremony to turn on the lights 
of the Christmas tree, etc. Um, and they have choirs singing carols and all sorts of things. And in Munich, Maximilianstrasse and Marienplatz Christmas Market is the city's oldest. And they've got Bavarian wood carvings and again, gingerbread with a 30 metre high Christmas tree in the square adorned with two and a half thousand glittering lights and an alpine choir performing on the balcony of the town hall. I'm just picturing all of this in my mind, Jane. It just, you know, it would be absolutely wonderful. Christmas um, markets in Europe are lovely because it's so cold in that yes, lead up to Christmas yes. and it's all dark and grey and the lights are beautiful yes. and the smells are beautiful, oh. the, the spices. Yeah. And, Can yeah. everyone smell them? The roasted chess, chestnuts out yeah. there and the mulled wine and, and the, the biscuits. The, yeah, the biscuits, yes. And, and they've got the Piazza Navona, not to forget Italy in Rome, um, which also has one of the biggest traditional Christmas markets there and further north also in Milan. They have Christmas markets also. So, yes, there's lots of areas, and I'm sure if we Googled it, there'd be even more than I've mentioned today. But as I said, if you're interested in doing a tour that takes in Christmas markets, Abercrombie and Kent or Albatross are two that I know of that do do specific tours to cover those markets for you. So it would be a wonderful thing to do leading up to Christmas. That's Talking Travel for today. It is. Thank you, Sally Lucas. We'll be back next Friday after the 1 o'clock news on 2NURFM.